When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us for this week's Tribe Supper. I'm joined by Jonathan Taylor and Phil Talentire this week, and obviously we're looking ahead to the game at, at Old Trafford tomorrow night. Uh, Phil Jono, straight into it. Can Borough pull off a shock at Old Trafford like they did against against Manchester City last year and almost at Anfield? They can, but they certainly can. But it won't be easy. Um, it goes without saying that they're obviously Man United. Are, if you look at their squad, I mean, even if they play a second team tomorrow, it'll be it'll be very strong. Um, and you've got a feel that, albeit you know. Middlesbrough will go there confident after overturning the, the result at Wolves. You have to feel that it might have just come at the wrong time, this fixture. If you look at those that are doubtful, I mean, obviously Albert limped off uh, at the weekend. Obviously Stewie has got his rib injury. Adam Forshaw struggling. Stuani struggling. Um, it's going to be a big, big ask, especially when you've got a, you know, a must-win championship home game on Saturday as well. So they can win, but um, they'll, they'll not be at their absolute best and hope that Man United have a real off day as well. Downing was talking, Phil, about um, Man United and kind of Man United of old. There's nothing to fear. And uh, I don't know if you watch Man United City on, on Sunday. But I fell asleep. Was, yeah, it was pretty tedious stuff, wasn't it? I was going to say, is that the case? I mean, I they haven't got the players, have they, that they've had in the past? They're, not, think, oh, they're not a shadow of the team they're worth under Ferguson at, at the peak I mean he, he had three or four fantastic teams at Man United didn't he um, I, I, th- I think whether you could say they're there for the taking that might be oversimplifying things but I think I think if they're a player anywhere like they can and one or two players really have a, you know we saw against Liverpool last season and now right Liverpool are probably not quite as good as Man United, Man United at the moment but they're still a, a decent team Factor in the change that Man United might make, factor in the fact that Burrell have 10,000 fans there, factor in the fact that it's not really that exciting a game for the home supporters, they'll be sat with their arms folded expecting to waltz to a 3 or 4 nil victory. You can suddenly get a bit of a head of steam up in a game like that and frustrate the home team, quieten the crowd, you've got the backing of the, of the fans, our players should lift themselves, you'd think, to, to be playing at Old Trafford. Um, there are factors there that make you think that the, the Borough can certainly, you know, maybe take it to extra time or who knows penalties. Whether Borough win or not, I think is a big ask. I really do. It's, to, to win at Old Trafford, to not, you know, even now they're not the greatest team. It's still a hard place to go and get a result. But um, you know, I, genuinely, yeah, I completely agree. I don't think they're anywhere near the team they were, and I was wasn't in, you know they're not playing that well are they? I don't think anyone would suggest at the moment that Man United for for all the fact that they were top of the table not so long back. You know, it's a weak Premier League, rel- relatively speaking, I think, this well, season. Sorry, last year, I remember thinking, they're the worst team I've seen make the top four and make the Champions League for a, for a fair few years now. They were shocking. Every t- I think, I watched them against Spurs uh, when, they, when they beat them on the Sunday afternoon. That was the only time I was genuinely impressed by them. But, it, but it, he's, he, he gets results, doesn't he? He finds a way to get results and grind it out, even if it isn't pretty to watch or, or, or powerful to watch like they necessarily were under Ferguson. It's certainly, it's certainly a pragmatic way of, of putting it. I mean, what's interesting, if you speak to Man United fans and you know, look at the media kind of over there, there is actually a little bit of growing pressure of Van Hartle. The fans aren't overly impressed with the way you know, it's not the swashbuckling Man United of old, as you, as you mentioned. Um, and I think that actually the way that Man United play under Van Hal 
would probably may suit Middlesbrough. I mean, they they're all about the kind of the possession, you know, the passing it sideways, keeping the ball very methodical. Middlesbrough and the Karanka aren't you know, too different to that. They'll be quite happy if Man United play in front of them, knocking the ball around rather than having two wingers at them constantly. Um, so, I mean, it's, it is there for the take, as, as Phil I mean, said. They beat Man City last season, bro, <laughs> yeah. didn't they? And the Man City last season were a better team than Borough are this season. Uh, sorry, the, 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 the United are this season. It's just so, about full strength yeah. City as well. well that's it's... a shame, isn't it, with Borough? It, we'll, we'll no doubt talk about it, but the fact that Borough going there with the potential to have to make five or six changes as well. And, you know, it's not going to be Borough's first 11 against Man United. That's, that's probably the one thing that's disappointing because of, as John says, it's it's come at the wrong time. You mentioned about Manchester City. What's interesting is that, you know, when we Borough won at Man City last year, we all came away and we said we weren't actually surprised. Borough were playing so well at the time under the radar. You know, Man City obviously turned up and expected to win, but we weren't overly surprised. Um, but Borough, I mean, at the minute, they, they had a little kind of mini drought, didn't they? Uh, but got back up to winning ways. Um, but has, you've got to ask, has that result at Man City last year, have Borough got that surprise factor left in them? I mean, Man United will look at that game, I'm sure, against Man City and be wary and they'll notice that. And it's just, have Borough got that surprise factor left I think, in them? I, th- I think the point I made last year before the Man City game, and I think it rings true again, is... is it, obviously, the first goal is important to any game, but it's it's when that first goal comes because with the pressure on United and I said it before City, the longer it stays nil nil, mm. especially with City, there was the pressure that just got back from from Abu Dhabi and, and the, the whole Ferrari surrounded that. Longer it stays nil nil, the more the fans get a little yeah. bit edgy, the more Man United will commit a body or two, and that's when the gaps start to open. And, and Borough are set up to play on the break, aren't they? And well, Granker well, away from home. Well, that's why I hope one or two of Borough's mercurial players, for want of a better expression. Play, you know, your downings, players who, mm. as we saw with his free kick against um, Wolves at the weekend, can produce that little moment of magic. We saw the Tomlin turn, didn't we? I know, I know we dined out on it for six months <laughs> afterwards because then it didn't result. We still would be if it was yeah, still here. And if he'd gone in, we certainly would have been down now. But that kind of little bit of. Some players are emboldened by the fact that they're playing at that kind of venue. They feel as though they've got a point to prove. I can imagine if Clayton's playing, he'll feel that, you know. Yeah. yeah. I want to prove myself in this in these surroundings. You know the, that kind of player who's maybe has not been given the chance to play in the Premier League. They'll want to show people, hey, I can, I'm up to this level. And Karanka will as well, won't he? He'll, want it, he'll know, be loving he, this, won't yeah. he? Yeah, well, he will, yeah, won't he? You know, a, a chance to pick yeah. his wits against Van Hal. Because yeah. the last time Karanka was kind of seen by the masses on TV was probably in the, the losing dugout at Wembley, and yeah. that was a black mark on his on his CV for you know, those outside of the Middlesbrough circle. This game here, people will be looking at him. Yeah. You know, how many thousands of fans across the world will be looking at Karanka? And, you know, we know that he's a a guy who's absolutely meticulous that has a you know great ambition to go you know to the very top of the game. Um, he won't he won't risk playing a complete second team and getting you know trounced at Old Trafford. Or so, you know. Well, the thing is as well, if he, if Borough get a result, I mean, his profile's pretty good anyway. Yeah. But it only takes a result like that, a win at Old Trafford, to propel you back into the the reckoning for every job that goes. I mean, I'm surprised he's not higher in the bookies' odds whenever a job comes up at the moment, given his CV as a coach at least, um, and we've discussed that in the past in this in this forum, but he, he really relishes the chance to be in front of the, the, yeah. nation, the nation's media, he likes the big games, he's gro- his, his whole career's been about big games um, and high-pressure situations, and I think sometimes he's probably more comfortable in, with a game like the, the United game than maybe he is sometimes going to, I don't know, for sake of argument, Rotherham, although, yeah. you know, Borough did 
did, did get a great result there last season. I'd seen just touching on that. He was twenty-five to one for the Villa job, actually. Not that, uh, not that anyone was sent to take that job at the minute. I don't think mine, but he was. Uh, he's, he's around that mark, isn't he, for every job? It's yeah. the automatic thing, isn't it? I'm surprised he's well not. I'm genuinely surprised he's not a lot shorter odds for jobs. You know, I mean, mm. I know I'm not suggesting for a second he would go. I don't think he would. I think he's 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 definitely into the borough project in a big way. He sees he's got he's got he's got work to complete here, no doubt about it. Um, but I'm, I'm nonetheless surprised that he's not shorter odds for a lot of big jobs because he ticks every box just about. He's now two years into his career in England. He's not learning about English football anywhere like he was two years ago when he was a big gamble. When, when he nearly went to Palace. So, yeah, I mean, you think of some of the people who have been linked with the big jobs now, I'm thinking, you know, really, he's got probably a better shout than, you know, at least half of them. I agree, but, I mean, I might play devil's advocate on this occasion and say, you know, obviously, Karanka did, he's worked wonders since taking over in November 2013. He took Borough to within 90 minutes of promotion last season. But considering the investment this summer and all that, he hasn't really. He hasn't. No, he I hasn't got I, that. He hasn't yeah. got them up to the Premier League yet. And I think a few people will be waiting to look and see how he comes yeah, with yeah. that pressure this year, that expectation. Until, yeah. until he does that, I think the thing is when you see someone like Tim Sherwood get a job like mm. Villa on the back yeah. of a few months at Tottenham or whatever it was, and then he, the fact that he even got the top Tottenham job as a caretaker, I think initially wasn't it. Mm. You think there's a guy who was looking after their under twenty ones. He suddenly had two Premier League jobs. I I, I completely mm. agree with Jono. I think Karanka has yet to. To fulfil his potential as a manager, and certainly at Borough, well, let's see how the project pans out this season because I think it probably is promotion or bust for everybody. Mm. But um, you know, you see some of the people linked with jobs, and you just think, yeah, where yeah. they getting that from? I mean, Sherwood talks the talk, doesn't yeah. he? Although I think you'll probably find it hard to get a Premier League job <laughs> next time do, around. Yeah. Um, you touch Phil on, on Downing, obviously uh, being dropped at Wolves on Saturday, as was Adola, which which kind of dominated the talk before, as you'd expect, and it did it did after as well. Um, I mean, I, I personally don't buy into this that it, it proved to be the right decision because they got a result because I thought Borough were lucky on Saturday. Wolves were the better team for long stages and if it wasn't for kind of Fabrini's swing of that boot, which trickled over the line, I couldn't see Borough find the way back in. What, what, you know, what was Karanka trying to prove, I guess, out of dropping down in and like that? Well, I think every manager has the right to pick the team he thinks is going to win a football match and I don't think you can have any sacred cows in a dressing room. I genuinely don't. But nonetheless, if... We we'll, we would probably never know exactly what's happened for the reasons why. It clearly just wasn't on performance alone, you'd have to think, because Borough were poor at Cardiff, mm. and Stuart Downing was nowhere near the poorest player on the pitch. So it, it, it felt as though that he, he and Albert Adoma were carrying the can for the Cardiff result a little bit, and which I think was unfair. I mean, he turned out to be a bit of a match winner for Brady, but he was very lucky to start against Wolves, I thought. He's, yeah, he's done nothing in the time, previous yeah. games. And I think, looking at Saturday, you can almost draw a line between Borough's performance when Downing wasn't on the pitch and the performance after when he came on. Um, it wasn't night and day, but the turnaround occurred when he was on the pitch. He suddenly gave Wolves something to worry about. And with the best will in the world, when you're, you know, you've got Depenia and Insuwe as your two attacking midfielders, they didn't look a threat. Didn't do enough, I, I, did they, they just didn't. No. They didn't look a threat. Wolves were relatively comfortable, and if they'd taken the chances, would have been out of sight. Suddenly, you've got Stuart Downing and latterly Albert Adoma on the pitch. And I've sometimes been critical about Albert, but they, they offer something that worries defence. You don't like, no manager likes having a threat on the right and the left. You know, we all talk about McLaren back in the day when he would only play one 
attacking midfielder, really, wouldn't he? He was either the right or left, but not both. So no manager likes to cope with that. He had problems at the back jacket, well-publicised problems with fit players. So it's suddenly given, you know, Borough aren't good enough and the squad isn't strong enough to leave a player like Stuart down and out very often. No side in the championship, is no. it? Is, is it? I remember, no. uh, sorry, I was reading a bit in the Express and Star uh, Wolves, Wolves uh, paper about Scott Goldborn, the left-back, who I thought was excellent. He was yeah. saying that it was his best game in a year, he looks to be back to his best, and I thought, was it that, that we made him look good? I mean, I don't dispute he's a good player, but we didn't trouble him enough well, defensively. Well, Molyneux for that cross, That's didn't what he? I mean, yeah, yeah so, so he was allowed to bomb on, even yeah. though he was actually playing against, against two right-backs. It's interesting that, I have to admit, I was sat there at two o'clock and you know, there was murmurings you know, many hours before that you know, a, a, a selection yeah. bombshell was going to get dropped and we kind of waited for it and lo and behold it came. And, and making a statement, you know, dropping someone like Down and a player of that calibre kind of does two things, I think. It can either you know, be a real statement to the rest of the, the players saying, look, I'm the boss and you know, nobody's bigger than the club, fine. But what it can also do is really kind of heighten supporters' concerns and the timing of it was was strange. If Borough were in the middle of their seven-game winning run and Downing got put on the bench, I don't think many people would be overly worried. You'd see it's rested him, wouldn't you? You'd see it's rested, but you know, on the back of a three-game winless run, struggling to score, then dropping him, all that did it was it kind of turned the pressure up another notch before kick-off at Wolves. You could feel kind of the... You know, everyone was kind of waiting with the with the knives, wait if it went wrong, and it did look like it was going to go wrong for a long time. Um, people were ready. Uh, you know, that is that that's the thing that people were going to look at. So I do agree with with Dom saying that Borough, I think, got a bit lucky on on Saturday, and then you know, luck in the championship runs out very quickly. Yeah. I think they would be very very happy to get the three points, but I think um, dropping down in, I'm not I'm not sure that's well, the way forward. There's some interesting. You can never take things like Twitter as a, as a as a genuine sample, but there was it was pretty much split. Yeah, I was, was surprised. I'm surprised at the negativity towards down and I'm, I People might say oh, I'm a you know you're biased, you're a fan, whatever. But you know, yeah, you could say yeah, he hasn't scored eight goals and he hasn't you know ripped up the division. But then I don't think he was ever going to do that. It's not the sort of division where you you can you know you, you find me a player who has done that on a consistent basis in the championship. You know, it's just a difficult division to perform in. But what he has done is he's contributed a lot. And apart from the Cardiff game, he's been one of, you know, I got hammered for making, I think I made him man of the match after the Fulham game, albeit a poor team performance. I felt he was the one player who showed bravery in the final third to try and create something. He had a shot that just fizzed over the bar. He put a decent ball on the plate for somebody, I think it was Adoma, who, 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 who side-footed it wide. So oh, it might have been Fabrini, I forget who now. But what I'm saying is, it's the easiest thing in the world to look at your, 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 your tireless midfielders and give them three stars when you've had a poor performance. But it's another thing to pick out an attacking player who's done something to try and affect the game in a positive sense. And I think that's what Downing does when he's on the pitch. He affects the game in a good way. Um, but I agree with John. You know, if Dimmy, didn't, if Dimmy doesn't make that save in the, whatever it was, the 57th, 60th minute against Wolves, yeah. Wolves go 2 0 up. Was it uh, Henry, I think, wasn't it? Mm. Um, you know that would have been, would have been sat here now talking about four games without a win, uh, down in being dropped, and and looking at that from a very negative perspective. But at the moment we can look at it from a reasonably positive perspective because Borough got a result. You mentioned there about about Downing's bravery. That was what impressed me about Fabrini on on Saturday because he, he hasn't been great. He's been poor, hasn't he yeah. recently? Um, and his final ball in the first half in particular was poor, but yeah. he, he was always on the one yeah. for the ball on, on yeah. Saturday. And depending on who it weren't, yeah. he was the one, he, 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 despite the fact that 
it wasn't coming off for him. He kept looking, he kept yeah. probing. He didn't get his head down, did no, he? No, no. Which it's easy to do. And, and for 60 minutes, Borough were, were trying to you know, thread the perfect pass through and it wasn't working. Wolves were defending well. What Fabrini did, he picked the ball up 20 yards from goal and then just had a shot. And yeah. that's, you know, we spoke to Downing afterwards and he said he didn't feel Borough take enough shots, pot shots, that could cannon off a defender's leg and go into the far corner. Uh, I know it's all you know very nice to play the beautiful game and perfect goals and all that kind of stuff, but sometimes you just have, have to have a shot 20 yards out. Especially with that keeper. I mean, that keeper was questionable, Shaky, questionable wasn't, it? wasn't it? Well, I think the, the key thing last season we picked up, I certainly picked up more than anything else about Borough and the lack of goals was the fact that Borough didn't test the opposition keeper enough. <clears> and that's creeping back in. <clears> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much a case up until the, you know we had the winning run, and, but, but from Reading onwards, the opposition keepers barely had a save to make. I can, I can hardly think of times when Borough peppered the opposition goal. Now, you can't always do that away from home, but even at home, you know, the Fulham game, for example, you know, Cardiff, they're keeping OK, they had a couple of scrapes, but really, you're, not, you're really racking your brain to think of a time where the keepers had to make a worldie and claw the ball out, you know, full stretch, things like that. That front four, then, putting you on the spot uh, before we wrap up, if, if everyone was available, which I know they're not going to be tomorrow, doubts over a dome of uh, Stuani, what have you, if everyone was available, who, who'd be the front four for you two tomorrow? If everyone was available, it would. I, I think it's, it's blatantly obvious who the top four is. I mean, you've got Stuani, who would would be deployed from the right, where he scored seven goals already this season. You'd have, um, obviously, Downing uh, in there, and you'd have Adoma playing from the left with Nugent up front. Yeah, so, exactly the same for me at the moment. From what I've seen so far this season, I can't go against it. I, w- I couldn't possibly go against that. Brilliant But, but you could be looking at, you know, potentially three of those four being missing tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see the team sheet. Not as interested it was on Saturday, I'm sure. But uh, thanks, thanks a lot for that. We'll be live on the live blog from Old Trafford at about quarter to seven tomorrow. Um, and we'll have all the reaction post-match online as well. Thanks a lot, Jono. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, man.